Merry post-Christmas, everyone. I hope you all had a great holiday with the ones who matter most to you. This year has been trying for all of us, but it's at times like this when restrictions to travel really hit home and we appreciate, miss, and envy our freedom to move about the globe. However, this shouldn't stop us from connecting with people around the world. And with that in mind, I had a little idea to reach out to some of the people I know in various corners around the globe to find out what Christmas is like in their location this year. So with that little spark of an idea, I'm producing an impromptu podcast this evening without my trusty co-host Laura, who we will hear from later on in the show, recording on the road live from Kyushu, Japan. Special Christmas bonus track dropping at the end of the podcast. Stay tuned. Christmas. The Christmas spirit. Y'all. To start our global Christmas journey, let's begin in Holland, where my good friend Rena will tell us what Christmas is like there this year. Hi Jessup, this is Rina from Holland. I live in the north of Holland, Leeuwarden. It's a very nice city, but since Corona time and the serious uh, lockdown uh, two weeks ago, it's very quiet in the city, everything is shut down. Uh, no stores or restaurants are open, um, and people may not invite more than three people at your home for Christmas. Today I went to my parents because my mother, 82, three years old she was not feeling very well and she was afraid to call the doctor so i went there for lunch time and uh, usually we have uh, christmas times with a whole family so with a big big group and we make uh, a good dinner together have fun uh, with everybody but now that's not possible so it's quiet everywhere in holland the streets are quiet so merry christmas from leeuwarden holland i wish everybody good health and i hope to travel a lot next year and um well take care everybody bye bye Really nice to hear from Rena, and I especially love the ending she gave us there. No idea what she was saying, but uh, I'll take it as Merry Christmas, I guess. Uh, and as luck would have it, we actually have another person giving us an update from Holland, but this time from Amsterdam, uh, with the added bonus of it being from a Japanese person who currently lives there. So let's hear what Hiroko has to say about her experience there. from Japan but Christmas here is like um, New Year in Japan so people spend uh, time with uh, their families and this time uh, because of strict uh, lockdown uh, people are more uh, the cities are more quiet but uh, I see a lot of uh, lights so I can um, tell that people are still trying to enjoy uh, within um, limited 
situation. Thanks, Hiroko, for the update. Sorry to hear your plans got canceled, but I'm glad you could join us here on the podcast anyways, and I will put you and Rena in touch as well after the show. All right, so let's shift gears a bit and head to a destination I'm pretty sure most people aren't familiar with, but I had the great honor of visiting a few years ago where I was the best man of a wedding in Tunisia, which is Northern Africa for those of you who aren't familiar. It was there I was the Ohio delegate for my good buddy Doug's wedding. And Doug is from Avon Lake, Ohio. But we met in Bangkok, Thailand some 15 years ago and have been chasing each other's travels ever since. I had the most amazing experience while in Tunisia with some beautiful scenery, incredible food, and some of the most kind, hospitable, fun-loving people I have ever met. So shitty son, could you do us a great honor and give us an update on what Christmas is like in Tunisia? Hey Jay, so Christmas this year, uh, I'm back in Tunis. I've got about three weeks. Uh, normally I live in Senegal, as you know, in Dakar. I uh, work for the British Council there. Um, so yeah, I've flown to Tunis. It was a pretty quick flight, maybe four or five hours. Uh, I had a coronavirus test before I left, and one when I came back here to make sure I was, you know, okay to get out of quarantine. Uh, not much going on with Christmas here because, you know, it's a Muslim country, so they don't really celebrate it too much. Uh, there are some decorations on the street, I guess, in some places, but people don't really do too much. Uh, my sister-in-law is so she already got married in germany she's come back with her new husband we're gonna have a uh, wedding party for them tomorrow so i was just cleaning the streets we got out there with the brooms and the dustpans and we were just sweeping the leaves off of the street took about an hour or two doing that and i'm just talking to my baby right now her name is naomi she's very cute and looks like we're just going to be putting up uh, some wedding decorations for the rest of the day um, not too much going on for Christmas. Um, it'd be good to get you back out here one of these years or else meet up, you know, somewhere, maybe Japan or wherever we are in the world. Uh, wishing you a great Christmas and good luck on your podcast. All the best, man. Talk to you later. Wow. Out cleaning the streets ahead of a wedding. I don't believe we did that on my visit, but I can totally see you out there, Douglas, with your broom in hand, probably chuckling a little bit, thinking about how your life has come so far from those days in Avon Lake while you were dreaming of walleye and singing Bone Thugs. Really glad to hear your voice, my friend. Please give my best to the family, and I definitely hope to get back out there to Tunisia again. Okay, with Africa and Holland now in the books, let's bring it back to Asia and head down to Bali, where we have a correspondent on the ground who is visiting from Japan. And I had mentioned on the last podcast, I hope to get him on, so he will provide us with a bit more thorough description of what it's like traveling abroad right now, 
as Laura and I had a few questions for him during his trip. So let's turn it over to Mark, aka Lefty, to hear about his little hiatus in Indonesia. Hey, hey, Jessup. Uh, I wish I could have done this live, but since we're having trouble connecting, I thought I'd record an audio message for you. Uh, my name is Mark Lefkowitz. I am the Director of Partner Development at YouTube for Asia Pacific. But more importantly for this podcast, I'm an avid traveler. So I wanted to answer a couple of the questions that you had. So here we go. On your first question, which was related to any differences in procedures from the airport to arrival to check-in to get in the hotel, etc., it really depends where you're traveling. So I've been out of Japan several times um, and also traveled domestically throughout Japan um, during the coronavirus. I think in the early days of, of coronavirus, I would say my, my first international travel was back in September. And um, I noticed quite a few changes in terms of procedures at the airport. To get out of Japan where I am now, which is in Bali, Indonesia, uh, it required obviously some COVID tests, uh, confirmation of a negative test. I also needed to get permission from uh, the Japan ministry to leave Japan, even as a permanent resident, uh, and get pre-approval for return. They've since dropped those requirements. It basically required you to email the ministry. Um, within 24 hours, you got notification of approval or, or denial. Um, I had to get a PCR test. Um, for Indonesia, it was seven days before. And to return to Japan, it needed to be three days before. It was a little bit tedious in Japan. Not a lot of places provide PCR testing. It does require out-of-pocket expenses, and it is rather expensive. So to leave Japan and get a PCR test there, it was 38,000 yen uh, to get the test, another 20,000 to get the health certificate. So all in all, it was 40,000, about 400 US dollars to get out that was valid um, to enter into Indonesia. Once you're in Indonesia, and it was a little bit challenging getting a business visa to come to Indonesia where I was doing a little bit of work, um, it required, back in uh, September, it required going to the embassy, getting an invitation letter, and getting a visa from the Indonesian embassy in, in Tokyo. Um, I've come back about three weeks ago in early December, and you no longer have to go to the embassy. You only need to get an um, electronic visa, a visa on arrival. Uh, you're still required to get the invitation, and so you're going to have to go through an agency um, to get that. Upon landing in Indonesia, it was pretty simple. You showed your documentation, your health certificate, proving your negative tests, uh, and you were pretty much on your way. Um, there was a little bit of a lag time in September where they were trying to understand the entry requirements because there really wasn't uh, a lot of incoming traffic. In early December when I came back, um, it was quite fluid and easy to, to roll in and roll out. They were accustomed to people um, entering the country, so it was pretty easy. In terms of quarantine measures, there's a soft quarantine in place. Uh, it's 14 days um, in your location. It can be in your villa, in your house, in your hotel, um, whatever it may be. Upon returning to Japan, I needed to get another PCR test. It's a little less expensive here. And the nice thing about Indonesia is they can come out to your, your hotel, your house, um, or villa and do the testing there, um, which is pretty easy. When you enter Japan, the conditions are a lot more strict than it was entering Indonesia. Um, it required you, upon landing, to present your documentation at the entry gate. And then they moved you to a second gate where you took a saliva rapid test, and then you were shuttled to a third gate where you awaited your results. 
When I flew into Haneda in October, when I returned, um, it took about 30 minutes from landing to getting my test through customs. It was really efficient. Um, I did a hustle to the testing center, so I was one of the first few people who got tested. When I arrived at Narita in, um, when I came back from the United States, and I'll talk about that in a second, in uh, November, uh, it took me two hours to get through. Um, it was a similar process, but there was a lot of waiting. Um, it was really tedious. And in Japan, when you returned, you had to find your own way back. And you couldn't use public transportation, and they asked you to soft quarantine. Probably a little bit more strict in Japan, and they definitely asked you not to use public transport,、um, so I did abide by those、um, requests. Good boy!、Um, the procedures in Japan were、um, stringent, as I said. They checked you at every step of the way. They checked you at arrival, they checked you at customs, they checked you at immigration control.、Um, so it was quite tedious、um, and a little bit frustrating at how long. Um, it took to do that. Now, I did mention returning from the United States. I did fly to the United States in November as well. It was really easy.、Um, I'm a U.S. citizen. I wasn't required to have any sort of、um, test to arrive. When I arrived in San Francisco,、um, there were no checks or anything. The airport was pretty busy. It seemed rather normal. It was off peak time anyway. I didn't fly during、uh, Thanksgiving.、Um, And then the next day I flew to Phoenix domestically.、Um, no checks, no nothing really. They didn't ask you to quarantine.、Um, the only thing they required was wearing masks on the planes. So, out of the three countries, I would say Japan is certainly the most strict. They're the most cautious about allowing visitors in and out. Indonesia was pretty lax,、um, and the US was, was the most relaxed out of all of those.、Um, and I would say that. Attitude、um, pervades through not just the airport personnel、um, and the health ministries, but also just people in general.、Um, I'm in Bali now, and they're pretty relaxed. They do check temperature at every restaurant or store that you enter.、Um, they do health checks, they give you、um, uh, cleaning gel to clean your hands, etc.、Um, but otherwise, you can freely move around. Um, I did、uh, fly into Jakarta. I went to Bandung, which is about four hours away from Jakarta, where I spent a few days and then flew out. I had to take a rapid test at the airport because my、uh, PCR test for Japan was no longer valid. That was a little bit of a process,、um, but again,、um, not too bad.、Um, So, I do want to、uh, say that you should certainly be careful traveling, but I think if you, you know, keep your wits about you and you're safe and you wear your mask and you wash your hands quite frequently, it's actually a really interesting, unique、um, time to travel, unlike any time I've, I've traveled before. I spent about a month in Kyoto back in September.、Um, it was empty. There were literally no, no tourists there. There were no local domestic travelers either. It was a really unique time to see Kyoto. I would wake up and go to the temples, and I would be the only person at the temple. And so I don't think we'll ever be like that for probably as long as I live. And I know that now that they have the Go travel program、um, in Japan, it's certainly quite, quite busy. Bali was the same way when I came here in、uh, September. In fact, I went to Komodo Island、um, in the national park and it was empty. There were, we did a boat stay for、um, about four days and there, were, there was one other boat out there. It was empty, really pristine, really unique. It's a really, really, really amazing time to travel.、Um, I feel a little bit guilty saying that because I know that not everybody can travel and get outside、um, and you know, get into some of these countries, but it's certainly a really, really unique. 
time to travel. So I've certainly been enjoying it, but also trying to temper um, my excitement because I do understand um, there are a lot of challenges right now with traveling um, and getting outside. Um, I would say some of the things I missed, not everything is open. Um, so there are a lot of things that are closed from hotels to tourist locations, etc. But really, that's it. I would say um, otherwise, it's um, it's something that's been been really exciting and something I'll certainly remember for for the rest of my life. So I just um, I guess I would in summary say if you have the opportunity and you are willing to kind of go through some of the hoops and hurdles that um, both countries and uh, domestic areas are putting in place to make it a little bit more challenging. Uh, it is worth it, and I would you know, highly recommend trying to get out and trying to support uh, local businesses that are certainly hurting. Now, I'm, I'm still in Bali right now, and it's Christmas week, and it is incredibly busy. So not only are there a lot more domestic travelers, there are also a lot more international travelers. Domestically, um, they've tried to make the conditions for getting into Bali a little bit more strict during Christmas week, but it is basically what it was like pre-COVID. Not what it was like during Christmas week pre-COVID, but it's certainly pre-COVID levels in terms of traffic, in terms of... Um, restaurant reservations in terms of getting in places. Um, so that is something to note depending on um, on where you go. Um, so today is Christmas Day. I am in Changu, which is north of Semenyak for folks who know Bali. It's um, a little bit more laid back than Semenyak. It's a little bit calmer. I would say it's actually a little bit kind of hipster up in this area. Um, it feels a little bit more normal. Of course, everybody's wearing masks, etc. But, you know, traffic on the street, as I mentioned before. Uh, tomorrow I'm heading out to Nusa Penida, which is an island off the southeast coast of Bali. Um, and the reason I'm going there, I had wanted to go to Sumba, which is about an hour and a half flight away. But you now need a PCR test, and I was concerned about getting a PCR test in Sumba, which is a little bit quieter. I don't think they have the infrastructure, and I'm not even sure they have the capability of, of getting um, PCR tests there. Um, so I would like to wish everybody a Merry Christmas um, and a Happy Holidays um, and a Happy New Year. I really hope that things um, open up. I hope the vaccine is, um, is proven successful and that things go back to normal a bit next year. I think the, the biggest reason I hope uh, things go back to normal is that a lot of businesses are struggling. There are a lot of restaurants and hotels that just aren't at capacity. They're far, far below capacity, and they're really struggling. Some have had to close during this, this time. Um, so I would say I'm, I'm just looking forward to putting this year behind us, getting into 2021, and hopefully uh, I'll be continuing my travel. My plans into the new year, at the end of January, I'll be headed up to Nozawa Onsen for about two weeks. I am anticipating that it'll be a little bit quieter, although um, hotels have been getting booked up. But snow is looking incredible this year. So I'll be going from the warm, sunny beaches of Bali where there are amazing rice fields and waterfalls and outdoor activities to the cold of Nozawa Onsen in Japan in just a few short weeks. But I am looking forward to that. I'm a huge skier, so super excited about that. Anyway, really appreciate you inviting me on. Would love to share more experiences, and I'm happy to answer any follow-up questions anyone in your audience may have or any questions that you may have uh, that I could potentially help out folks who are looking to get out on the road again. Anyway, here's to 2021. Cheers, happy holidays, and I'll speak to you soon.
Wow, now that was an update. Appreciate the honest reporting out there on the road, Mark. Sounds like you've mastered this routine pretty well by now, so be safe and we'll catch you back in person here in Japan soon. Speaking of Japan, let's get an update from someone who's spending Christmas in a very unique way via a camper van, waking up to sunrises out in nature and enjoying amazing silhouette views of Mount Fuji. Take it away, Jessica. Hi, I'm Jessica.、Uh, me and my partner will live in Tokyo, but for this holidays, we decided to come to Yamanashi to spend the Christmas Eve and Christmas Day、uh, traveling around the five lakes nearby Fuji. Tonight, we're spending、uh, the night at the Lake Motosu, and it's our first time visiting this place. And we just wanted to come. Here and get away from Tokyo a little bit. We just wanted to get out of Tokyo for these holidays and do something different from what we usually do. And it's our first time visiting this location. And Japan is not very known for Christmas traditions. So at the, the campsite that we're staying is still a normal weekday,、uh, not very packed, not many people. But、um, a lot of people there decorating their tents with Christmas fairy lights, and it's lovely to see it. Hope everyone's having a very Merry Christmas, having a lot of fun,、um, drinking a lot of wine,、uh, staying warm, and having lots of sex. <laughs> um, it's been a very good time. <laughs> Thank you. Merry Christmas. <laughs> well, that update got pretty spicy at the end. <laughs> I guess traveling around in a camper van will do that to you. But、uh, thanks a lot for the update, Jessica, and I hope you guys had a great trip. So, before we conclude with our last update from our missing co host, Uh, let's send it back over across the Pacific. Check in with someone in Mexico City to see what Christmas is like over there. Hi, Jesso. I hope you're doing well. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. So, I am currently in Mexico City. This is where I celebrated Christmas with my family. Um, it's not the first time, of course, as I am Mexican, I decided to come and celebrate it here.、Um, it was, I mean, due to COVID, it was a bit more quiet than normally.、Um, without COVID, it would be very, like a lot of party, very family feelings, big families, everyone is celebrating,、um, big meals, then we do fireworks in the street, music. Normally, we finish very up late.、Uh, but this time it was a bit more quiet.、Uh, but still, great feelings.、Um, gathered with、uh, my family, who were about eight people, practicing social distance. Practicing social distance to the maximum that we could.、Um, and this time we、uh, finished a bit earlier. After dinner, we have、uh, the Christmas presents that we share, we give to each one of the family. 
Um, and then Santa comes in the midnight. That's about it. Hey, appreciate the update, Johnny. Gracias, amigo. I'm definitely feeling a bit sentimental after that update as Mexico was the last international place that I visited this year, back in February. I had an amazing time in Mexico City and highly, highly recommend it as a place to visit, which is quite a bit different than the border town experience you might find in places like Tijuana or Matamoros. All right, and now, ladies and gentlemen, it's that time the star of the show and my trusty partner in crime here, Miss Laura Blackhall, reporting to us live from Kyushu, Japan, where she's spending a week on the road down there, enjoying a much-deserved break from shoveling broken tiles. The floor is yours, Laura. Happy Christmas to you all. This is Laura, co-host of the podcast with Jessup, joining you live from Miyazaki Prefecture in Kushu, Japan. Had a wonderful Christmas in the mountain town of Kurokawa. We stayed in a gorgeous ryokan and were served a nine-course feast in our room on Christmas Eve, which we uh, enjoyed with some local sochu produced in Kurokawa town itself. Um, the Ryokan had a private onsen in the bathroom, so after stuffing our faces, we enjoyed a very, very hot bath full of minerals, uh, magnesium and iron, and um, have now have beautifully soft skin. Uh, if you can hear that noise in the background, I'm currently at Takachiho Gorge, uh, and you can hear the sound of the waterfalls. Kushu is the land of uh, awesome nature and beautiful hot springs. We're here for a couple more days, uh, driving around, enjoying the natural sights and soaking in as many onsens as we can. Uh, if you're in Japan, I highly, highly recommend a visit to Kushu. It is just gorgeous and uh, it's such a lovely way to have been able to spend Christmas. So best wishes to everyone and uh, catch up with you all on the next podcast. Leave it to Laura recording out in the open next to a waterfall. Sunlight glistening in her golden locks. I can just imagine the beaming smile on her face. And while I've not been to Takachiho Gorge, as she had mentioned, I was also in Kyushu in November, and I second Laura's recommendation as a must-visit destination if you come to Japan. Oh, what's that? It must be that time. Santa's concluded his COVID-restrictive journey around the globe. And I'd like to thank all of the people who voiced in their Christmas experiences this year and hope that everyone listening enjoyed this unplanned podcast. May 2021 bring you all good health, safe travels, and many more fun-filled podcasts here to come. And with that, I'm going to conclude this podcast with a very special performance by a young man in Colorado whose dad gave me permission to share this his holiday jingle that I'm sure you will all enjoy very much.